Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All righty, welcome back to the program. As per usual, I've gone a little over today, but that sort of happens at times. Uh, Jimmy, feisty start today, brother. You poked about five bears in your intro. Good luck today. Thank you, Matt. I do appreciate that. And then... Uh, we get this three certainties in life, death, uh, three certainties in life, death, taxes, and the rooster's unlimited salary cap. That's from Carmelo. See, Carmelo, you're the type of person that Nick Politis is upset with. So there you go. Uh, I know he's not upset with Michelle Bishop, who joins us every Wednesday. She's on the line. G'day, Michelle. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Sorry, a bit behind the times. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't worry, it can be confusing. I get a little confused myself on that one. Uh, it's very rare that you hear from Nick Politis, but well done, Danny Wilder from Channel 9. Got him yesterday at the launch of a new real estate venture for the Sydney Roosters. What did you make of his lines about the jealousy of other teams, most notably the Dragons on this occasion? Well, look, I was a little bit surprised because um, I can, you know, I'm actually in a bit of a position where I can always call Nick and he picks up my calls. So, but to see him uh, get so, like it really hit a nerve um, to, hit, to see him react the way he did. Um, you know, you would normally sort of expect Nick to kind of laugh it off. Um, but yeah, it feels like it hit a bit of a nerve yesterday. Um, I mean, how long? I think you talked about it before. What decades we've been having jokes about brown paper bags and sombreros when it comes to the roosters. Um, but um, just a, a little video of uh, Dragon star Jack Bird and Kyle Flanagan having a bit of a joke playing charades um, and, and, you know, something very simple to show the brown paper bag, uh, the signal to, you know, say what, what, what club uh, the Dragons were playing. Uh, and obviously Kyle guessed it straight away. All a bit of fun, all a bit of silly stuff. Um, yeah, I was a little bit taken back by, by Nick having such a reaction. Uh the fact that Kyle Flanagan's a former Roosters player, that does that any add any sort of weight or any sort of pepper to it? Oh, look, might spice it up a little bit, but um, I'm sort of thinking maybe perhaps uh, what might be on Nick's mind is uh, is the fact that the the Dragons have wanted to you know whack up five million to try and recruit uh, Joey Manu. Maybe that's got something to do with it. But um, at the end of the day, I think deep down he, he believes that he's going to retain the services of Joey Manu and it's all going to be sweet. Um, and look, he is right. Uh, well, Joe Kelly was actually right saying, well, at least we're focusing on ourselves and if others are talking about us, well, you know, clearly that's where their conversation is. But we'll say this on a little bit of a serious note. We have all joked about, you know, brown paper bags and all that for a long, long time. And it wasn't until... Uh, my nephew, Adam Kieran, played with the Roosters and I got a bit of a look, at, a closer look uh, at the finances and, and his situation. And I thought, sort of sat, bit, sat down and sort of thought one day, wow, 
yeah, they do do it well. I won't say any more about, you know, uh, in terms of money and stuff, but I understand they've, um, they've covered that space very well for a long time. And I think it's a, don't hate the player, hate the game. Get your club to get people that are organised and are across the salary cap like the Roosters. Gee, you've opened a Pandora's box there, Michelle. What, so what, <laughs> hang on, what, to to what do you refer in particular, Michelle? I just I just feel that they're um they're very hard with their players. Um, it's not all uh look. You know, as I said to you, I don't want to go into any sort of you know um, figures and stuff with uh, with seeing um you know Adam and what he was on. But yeah, I was like they're, they're smart people. They do you know they're they're hard. Uh, and they do uh, their books, well, I believe, legally, but well, they, they control their money well. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, now, Joey yeah, Manu, you mentioned he'll be, one, he'll be one of the players <laughs> looking to sell rugby league to Americans. Adrian Prezenko has written about it. We'll speak to him about it tomorrow as well. And we're speaking to Spencer Casimir. Now, Spencer is an American who's got a PhD in rugby league. So how do you sell rugby league to Americans? I'm a little bit lost in this one, to be honest with you. Um, it will be America's first real look at rugby league, a 30-second pack, package, which is, you know, detailed with massive hits, um, spectacular tries. They've even slowed it down in parts to, to highlight the high impacts and collisions. There's plenty of action. Um, you know, to set that tone, it's just how physical our sport is. And guess what? They do it with no pads, no helmets and no fear. And the sound effects that they've got in this package make it so much more dramatic. But be careful what you wish for. Because uh, where I sat watching this commercial took me back into how many judiciary hearings I've sat into on a Tuesday night in rugby league where we're trying to tone it all down and make it so soft and uh, or safe. Um, but, you know, rugby league is brutal. And I'll take you back to, oh, this has got to be, you know, in the, in the uh, late, early, oh, sorry, late 90s. I was sitting at Leichhardt Oval with some Americans. They were over here uh, with a baseball tournament. And they're sort of sitting there thinking, you guys are off tat. This is insane. Where's the helmet? So, I mean, it was working way back then. Um, I, I, you know, I think the game's only, in terms of skill level and physicality, it's only, you know, stepped up so, so much over the last sort of 10 years or so. It'll sell itself. Um, they're hoping to pack that 65,000-seat uh, stadium out. They've already sold 15,000 tickets. But, yeah, I just sit back here and think, wow, um, we're, we're flogging it off over there as this, you know, uh, crazy sport. We're all insane and we, you know, don't wear helmets and don't protect ourselves. And over here, we're trying to convince every mum right around the country to let their kid play rugby league, whether you be male or female. It's a, it's a, a fine line, this one. It's a bit dangerous. Uh, it's a very good point that you make uh, about that, what you become known for. Uh, now, we know that Las Vegas, uh, what's that is known for is, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Is that going to be the case for Formula One drivers, Michelle? I am so excited about this. I can't wait to see this unfold. So Formula One hitting Sin City for the first time this weekend. MGM Resorts has promised to replace the Bellagio sidewalk shade trees that have been uprooted to make way for grandstands. The fountains have been turned off, canals drained. Uh, streets closed, locals aren't 100% happy. They've been put out, um, and these are people who aren't used to being put out with construction and all the rest of it. A lot of them just want to see it come and go. They think it's going to be an epic failure because they've been and done it there before. Uh, back in the early 80s, it only lasted two, set, two seasons. But let me tell you, an LA brothel is all out for this. Opening its doors with a 100% complimentary sexual service to Formula One drivers. 
Now, the locals think Formula One needs a little bit more sex appeal, so they're going to go all in or all out or crank it up, whatever way you want. This is the quote, um, which I find really interesting. Our discount isn't just a gesture of love. It's an invitation for fans to revel in an experience where sex appeal is celebrated, not sidelined or, in this case, garaged. In our world, glamour isn't forbidden. It's the star of the show. So get into gear, pole position to leave your vehicle polished and looking and feeling shiny and new. Ah, well, gee whiz. You're not excited. No, I was going well, to say just get... Well, that doesn't Maybe you want to get married. A first of its yeah. kind, a wedding chapel for <laughs> Formula One fans. Race to the altar, it's called. It includes a wall covered in flowers, a neon sign that reads, lights out and together we go, and a car for photos with the words just married on it just to pop up on your Insta. Oh, Are you sold? fantastic. Absolutely superb. Uh, and now quickly, Michelle, I heard you talking about it this morning. Uh, there's been a development in that shocking story we had out of the UK a couple of weeks ago following the, the death of a uh, US-born but playing in the UK ice hockey player. Yeah, from Minnesota, 29-year-old Adam Johnson. Uh, his neck was cut during a match in England. It was a challenge cut game between Nottingham uh, Panthers and the Sheffield Steelers back on October 28th. He was rushed to hospital but unfortunately passed away. A post-mortem examination confirmed the cause of the death, which was actually the neck injury. So police from uh, South Yorkshire have uh, taken a man into custody on suspicion of manslaughter. They haven't given a great deal of details in terms of that, but they're saying that they've been, you know, piecing things together, all the events that happened. Uh, as I say, he was um, from America, from Minnesota. He'd actually played with the Penguins in the NHL. And would you believe it? He was preparing. He'd actually purchased a, a, a ring uh, to propose to his fiancée uh, the uh. following week, which was really, really sad. But the coroner who opened the inquest of Johnson's death warned that there could be more uh, fatalities in the sport unless net guards are introduced. Interesting part about this one is the English Ice uh, Hockey Association, they'll change their regulations starting in 2024 to say net guards must be, they're mandatory. But the UK's elite ice hockey league said, no, they won't. It's totally going to be up to uh, the individual players. They might strongly encourage people to, but that's just the way it is. That's just one of um, you know, the pitfalls of the sport. Pretty scary stuff. Oh, very serious. Yeah, charged with manslaughter. Um, developing story, as they say in the business. Um, very sad indeed. Michelle, as always, great to have you on a Wednesday. We'll do it again next week. Look forward to it. Speak to them. Uh, Michelle Bishop there with all the latest news. Guess what? We are late for our news. Let's get there, and then we're back with a score update with Coach Key.